Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. is the Nightside Project. I may be super. <laughs> I am no hero. Nightside on KSL. A limited edition summer season. You realize though, Alex, this is just temporary. Yeah, I still took your parking space and I'm not giving it back. The Nightside Project with Ethan Millard and Alex Carey. Streaming live on Alexa and on KSL News Radio at 102.7 FM. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it, and uh, we hope that uh, you're enjoying your, uh, you know, your, your. I guess this is the early summer. Is that what this is? Isn't this the hot guy summer? <laughs> I think this is. Uh, so you're having a good one. Yeah, hot guy summer, bro. Yeah. So uh, I got my I got my belly shirt. <laughs> Remember those? Oh yeah. You know what was, uh, what was funny was is during like the mid '90s in football, that's what people wore on the field. Yeah. Which I always thought was weird. I was like, I'm not going to be participating in this. Yeah. Because face masks will hit that. And in my case, it was a, a gut. You know what I mean? Hanging yeah. out of the belly shirt. I'm not going to do it. No. So, man. you know, I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing, I'm watching my figure, dude. I'm doing the, 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 the no carb. Okay? Oh, how, oh, and is that oh, working yeah. for you? You trimming up a little bit? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's working. It is working. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it is. I and the thing is, is that uh, yeah, I feel great. Oh, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, you, I can't eat you anything. Share, but I feel great. No, I can't. You want to share any specifics? Great. I haven't seen you in person in a couple of months. Oh well, then it might be a net, net uh, just zero for you because <laughs> you, you gained a bunch. <laughs> I gained a bunch and then I dropped it all. <laughs> now I'm doing the all same. Right, so yeah, you look fine. the same. Yeah, sure. Well done. It's doing. But you know, I was just—I wanted to look like all the other gals at the pool this year. So. Yeah, of course. You want to be able to take there. that take that belly shirt off and everyone <laughs> oh say, "Wow, uh, Colin's a lucky woman." Yeah, I have. Uh, I'm going out to St. George for Memorial Day weekend, and oh, good uh, yeah, and it's going to be 95. Yeah, it's. Gonna I'm feel not great. ready for that. I'm not ready for that. Well, it's been pretty cool up here, so uh, I think 95 is going to feel great. Well, it might feel great for people who don't complain about everything. So I'm going to have a hard time. Uh, I just well, find the heat I find the heat unbearable. Oh, I see. So, well, uh, I'm interested to see that uh, those belly shirts are kind of coming back around again. In fact, uh, you know, a lot of those styles that we knew from the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, because the pants are going back down again. Yeah. Not around the ankles, but I'm saying uh, they're going back down. We've been doing the mom uh, high waist thing. Well, and, and that's still a thing, but it's starting to creep back down. Remember back in the day, it was so low. You'd be like, what are you doing? What is that girl doing? Is that yeah. how high you can pull your pants up? And it was like, geez. Uh, Emily shared an interesting observation with me. That is that if you were if you were alive during the first go around of a style, then you're too old for it on the second go around. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it again. Can't do it again. I agree. You can find something else. But what but, if you didn't? What but, if you're old enough to not participate? In it? I mean, you were too young to, because in, in the, like if you're a baby, you weren't doing the highways thing, you know? Right. 
But but if you were wearing it once, you can't wear it again. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't come around. But you can mm-hmm. though mm-hmm. point out to everybody how you've already seen this stuff. What's yeah. What stuff won't come back? Because we're talking about eighties basically right now, right? In like oh, kind of early nineties now. You know what? Eighties was the highway. So we're kinda of going back to like early nineties. This is like Friends era. You know what's yeah. never gonna come back is like the feathered hair. You don't think so? I don't. It's already. I mean, the we've feather hair is of... cool. You know what though? I uh, here's what I'm going to say about the styles coming back around. Men with the perms, remember those? Oh yeah, I think that there is a sufficient lack of shame and self awareness in our society that I think it's all back on the table. I mean, I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's anything that people yeah. won't try again. Well, that, and and, at that, and then it's not a trend. It's just who I am. All right. Yeah. It's just, I'm expressing I def- myself. Yes, this is my truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm <laughs> my, expressing myself by my ripping, by cribbing my parents' tiles from when they right, were teenagers. They go, uh, sir, you need to wear pants at this park. Mm-hmm. Some sort of something to cover you up. This is my truth. Uh, but you know, the '90s was a great decade. Yeah, it was a great I decade. A great it was time. it was it, it was crazy though because we started with we started the '90s with um, fluorescent jeans. colors, yeah. and we ended it with flannel shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, we did go. We did go a bland direction, didn't we? Everything oh, yeah, was Eddie we Bauer, a, khakis, went, and it, yeah, it ended yeah. very dark. Yeah, I mean, because we we opened with pop and we ended with grunge. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, yeah. And was, we were yeah, hyper color ready. at the beginning, and then mm-hmm. at the end, it was uh, very dark. It was very butch. You know, wear the uh, wear the flannels, and I'll tell you what, I'm I'm really glad to see the neon colors. Coming back? Wearing, I've, I always loved the neon. So now, colors. listen, when I worked at Champ Sports at the mall in 1996, 97. Uh, Nike's like big thing. So we also, we had a bunch of FUBU that we were selling mm-hmm. and it was a lot of track suits and like yeah. full warm up gear. Right. Mm-hmm. And they were that, they, they were that, uh, you know, polyester. I, t- I touched the mic to make the, you know, that yeah. sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was that polyester, like uh starter jackety kind of thing, but hot pink, lime green and neon orange were like huge on those things. We sold so much of that. Uh, in the in the late nineties of that of that neon stuff. So Yeah, I, I love the I love the neon. I'm glad it's back. I see people with neon sunglasses and things and and uh and I just you know, I wish I had neon sunglasses. <laughs> I bet I could do something like neon sunglasses. Don't you think I could? No. No, you can't. You don't think so? You think I'm you, you think that you already you tried that rule you know, you know I love that you tried. What? You did try the sunglasses on the bungee. You brought that back for a minute. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was bad. That's yeah, a very totally. old dad move. That's a very old dad move. Well, you know, I'm, uh, look, I'm a trendsetter. Um, can I share with you something? You can I share with you something that happened to me over the weekend? Absolutely. So I'm helping my sister move a refrigerator. Oh. And um, and I was blessed with the opportunity mm. to catch the full weight of that refrigerator on the toe. No, right on the end of my middle finger on my left hand. Okay, so now what do we have going on? Like, uh, well, it's I'm in the process of losing this fingernail entirely. Oh, yeah, I love that. So, but check this out. So here's what I freaking did. So, and my and my wife brought this up to me like the the very first. She's like, "This is what you got to do." And I said, "There's no way I'm doing that. That's it." Crazy. Was it to drill the pressure out of it? Like you yeah. got to. Yeah. The, 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 I heard. I've heard that before. By, I think by at day some point, two, by day two, I was ready for anything. Yeah. It, anything, including the full, the drill. you know, the drill. Uh, so what I did is because um, people the pressure gets so much they'll get they'll hit it with a big hot needle. That was another yeah. one. And yeah, it, so and that's it what I did. Out like crazy. Oh yeah, I got a uh, 
So I got a paperclip. I wanted a paperclip, and I heated it up oh. until it just in a you know just in a in a lighter until right. it was super super hot. And then I'll tell you what that paperclip goes through your fingernail Quick. like a hot knife through butter. Oh my! Uh, it gross. just smells like burning hair. I was gonna say. Uh, and I then, wanted you, I, yeah. if there's something I wanted you to describe, I was hoping you would describe the smell of your fingernail being, uh, you know. There's pierced. even a very satisfying pop. Don't. Now, the pop happened, though, when I was like midway through. I guess I just hit a little pocket and it popped. Um, Did it scorch you? No. So here's you? the deal, because what's happened is there's a big blood thing under there that it's separated the nail from the nail bed. It's a hematoma. Is that what it is? Yeah, of and so it separated the nail from the nail bed. So, um, and there are no nerves in the fingernail. So, you know, you you hit your fingernail with that hot paper clip, and you don't feel a thing. And then you pass it all the way through into the blood layer. Then you're you still don't feel anything. It's yeah. a completely painless thing. The only thing that you have to do is not go all the way down. Is not go all the way down. And also, you have to be just mentally ready <laughs> to touch that that paper clip paper clip to your own fingernail. That's a mental huh. that's a mental thing you got to be able to get past. Interesting. Because we spend so much of our lives avoiding harm. And so, you know, touching your the end of your finger to that thing and but yeah, it drained a ton of blood out Gross. of there, man. And I just let it drain and drain and drain and drain cool, and drain man. as much as I could. And then and then after a little while it was like blood mixed in with pus, you know, so it was uh, like there was some I'm red and I'm some really clear. See, there's and, a there's a there's a there's a there's like a whole thing on Instagram and uh, and Twitter and uh, I think uh, Reddit has a subreddit that's dedicated to just people popping their zits. Oh. And I'm like, you guys need to find a freaking hobby. I should have videotaped this. You would have gotten a million views. Why didn't I do that? I don't know. It's gross. Oh my but gosh, I'm are a doing moron. that stuff all the time. People we could have used it to promote the. We could use it to promote the podcast. Yeah, that's disgusting. Put it like have it printed under your fingernail. Nightside Project? There or just go. say, hey, oh. on the Nightside Project, we perform yeah. surgeries on ourselves. I'm trying to find it. Oh, it's called, the subreddit is just called R-Popping. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I was into that for a little while. Uh, not me. Not me. Like the, yeah, because everything starts with, check out this cyst. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Hey, buddy, we've got a new, uh, we've got a new little uh, something going on in the Daybell case. You hear about all this? Yeah, they're Dave being, Valo, uh, uh, yeah, they've the they're charging him with, with like three different murders. Now here we go: first degree murder charges uh, for JJ, uh, JJ, and for Tylee. Right, those are the two bodies that were found on the property there in in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Then now we're looking at also his ex wife Tammy, who died of uh, quote unquote natural causes. They exhumed her body, and they uh, the coroner moved it over to a murder. Called it a murder, buddy. Good. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. What I hate is I was reading the transcripts today of like, this is why getting into anything too much is a problem. This should just be a lesson for anybody. Mm-hmm. Getting into anything too much, whether it be scouting, yes, okay, that's mm-hmm. a thing. Whether it be, uh, you know, uh, Pokemon TV. cards, TV, don't care. Uh, your if kids? you get too, if you get too crazy, too, in, too, too into your kids, too into your kids. If you are <laughs> too if, into your family, <laughs> if you get too obsessed with the religion that you're a part of, suddenly you are bigger than that religion, and you make up your own rules. And next thing you know, you're murdering allegedly some of the people that you love or profess to love. 
And weirdly enough, you're doing it because you say you love them, and that's I'm saving them, saving them. Yep, she turned dark, man. Oof. I mean, this is the whole. This is the crazy thing. I'm reading the transcripts today. I'm reading the indictment, and it's just insanity. And and for a guy who said that he was inspired by God, which many people have committed many atrocities in that same in that same name, and with his uh, with his dunce of a of a new wife, they. Basically, did everything and said, and then did you call her a dunce. Yes, she's so stupid, and so is he. <laughs> and I'm not doing it the way some of your friends sometimes will go, man. They didn't even know how you know what I would have done. And you're like, no, 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 no. This is how dumb they are. They did this whole, you don't know, man. You don't know. I know, I know because I am in communication with the other side. And I'm like, to tell yourself those things, those I the only thing they can do now is to try to go some direction of, uh, of uh, insanity, right? They have to yeah. go the direction of insanity. No, it's, not think, gonna it's not going to work. You know what I think they're going to do? I think they're just going to go Dig silent. In. Oh, yeah. And just not. Well, for sure, that's what their defense lawyer is going to say. Yeah, just don't this say gonna go quiet. We can't do any. Are you going to testify? Nope. You're going to testify? Nope. Because it is legit hard to get declared too insane to yeah. be. Convicted. Won't happen. They won't. Uh, they won't take the stand, and they're going to get life in prison. Yeah, they're, they might plea down because they have the death penalty on the table, and they're rolling that out there. You know when they roll that out there? I've watched Why would too they much. plea though? Why would they plea? They've got the bodies. They've got the evidence. You because, know, it's not like because if they give them some information about something else or something over here or see, whatever. That's, but that's and that's my question is I wonder what they might well, not have prison, anything yeah, that the prosecutors I want. I don't know. You know, they, they might go to the prosecutor and say, hey, let's deal. And the prosecutors might say, you got nothing we're interested in. We got the bodies. We got the motives. Why are we so obsessed? We got this Why dead are we, to so they call it, they call it uh, murder porn, right? All these. Uh, well, you all know these, why. All these things, all these middle-aged moms who are into, uh, you know, these cold case shows, these uh, forensic files, these. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, not Marty Schaefer. What's the guy who does this show on uh, on Dateline? And he's like. Uh, Oh yeah, you know what I'm um, talking about. I'm, I'm Marty Schaefer. No, it's not. I'm, no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm Vic, I'm, Vic Schaefer. <laughs> I'm seeing his oh, face. What is it? I see his I'm hair right now. Scott, or, got, Scott got interviewed by him. Scott got interviewed by him. Orly Schaefer. No, it's not Morley. Morley. It's not Morley at all. Not even close. I'm you, Marty. It's Martin. Morley Schaefer. <laughs> no, it's not. I gotta see his dumb face. He's like, or yeah, it is. They? Morley Schaefer. Or do they? Canadian American broadcaster. No, you're looking at okay. Hold on. I'm more Dateline, uh, the guy. So Dateline, the guy. What's his name? Oh, uh, it's not Morley Schaefer. He's dead. Okay, <laughs> it's not Morley Schaefer. Who's the guy who? Dang it! Who voices over this thing? Uh, uh, Dateline uh, anchor. How about that? Uh, what's his name? See now I'm messing up and everybody's yelling at everything. Is it? Oh, I'm Keith Morrison. It's Keith Thank- Morrison. You never would have got Keith Morrison. Yeah, that, that sounds it, like the drummer of like. Uh, he's a stranger to me. Yeah, no, he's not. You know the guy. No, I don't. Yes, Keith you do. Morrison if you saw is, his face. Well, he, he's the guy who face. voices all this stuff over. He goes. The problem is, is that I don't. Is that I don't watch. Uh, you have that show. to. You need to go watch the Dateline. Why? Because you have to be. You have to do yourself a favor and get up to date with the so, Dateline situation. But, but let me tell you, though, because I've got some insight. We flew to Hawaii. We didn't. They the they didn't know we were going to be there, or did they? Like, I've got some insight, amazing. though, what? into why we are so obsessed by the murder. Murder point. Because one thing that my kids and I have gotten into, and this is actually something of kind of a family tradition, are murder mysteries. My grandmother 
loved a good murder mystery. But see, it's different. It's not like Poirot. It's freaking... Uh... No, I know that. But but some of these, you know, even the Agatha Christie ones can get just as dark as, as Daybells. That's true. That's true. Just as dark as Daybells. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, and I think it's because murder is maximum drama. Like, it does not get any more dramatic than that. I think that we just... We love that maximum drama. And then seeing it solved, it reassures us. Oh, really? That it can that be solved. Be, but then why are we more obsessed with the ones that we haven't solved? Because they haven't been solved, and then we got to get them done because that restores our faith, and we really need it. We still have, now, to, uh, we still have the, to play us doing our parts on uh, Cold Episode 5. Oh, yeah, we, we should. We still got to do that. We still have Cold, episode, or cold uh, Season 2, Episode 5. Look for, now, us, as, uh, um, look for us as nameless... Uh, I read a letter. People. Yeah. And um, and so I think that's why we, we love the murder mysteries. I watch one of my kids. We're watching um, we're watching um, Sherlock right now. The and series. The series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the BBC one. Yeah, with, with Martin uh, Brundle and uh, no, what's his name? Schaefer. Yeah, that one. <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, my kids are so into it. And I'm into it, too. I mean, I'm just loving it. And I'm like looking for the next what's one. What's the and, guy's name? Craig Cragthorpe. No, he's got a crazy name, like... Yeah, uh, Shane Clear Whistle. What is it? <laughs> no, that's cl- uh, that's close. That, it that's is. close. It's something, it's something along those lines. I can't, I, again, people are yelling at their radio. Uh, why are they, why can't I come up with it? Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Sheen. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> it's not Martin Sheen, but it's Martin something. It's the guy from the British Engelbert office. Engelbert Tim. It was Tim from the... Uh, uh, it was Tim from the British office. Okay. Yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. He's the guy that you recognize. But you never remember his name. Yeah. Uh, and it's because it's so close to yeah. the other Freeman. Well, and because he hasn't been murdered, and so we don't obsess over his over his body and his yeah. life. Yeah. So, so that's why we we get into it so much. And there's some great, you know, contemporary miniseries around Agatha Christie stories that are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just really great, and I've enjoyed them so much. Um. But it's, uh, you know, that's why. And then, of course, the closer they are to your community, then the more interested you are. And the Daybells are close to this community. I mean, I think people are obsessed with the Daybells. Close but not. Well, they're they're obsessed with the Daybells because... Well, think I about mean, it. It's, like, so it's, Scott, it's effectively fringe LDS. And so right, that's why like people bad. are just so obsessed with it because it's, so it's touching it's close this enough. culture. It's close enough. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott... He helped Scott write a book back in 2008 or something like that, or 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and Tammy, the lady who was, you know, allegedly murdered by him, they were in his house every day for three months. And they never tried to kill anyone there, <laughs> right? I mean, it's because Scott indicated Scott that they killed anyone in his house. Scott had two close calls. Scott had two close calls. Uh, no. No, that's what he's saying. He's like, and to, to imagine that, well, and he grew up with the guy. He was like, yeah, he was like in... In his church growing up, he was at his schools growing up, he was in high school sports with him. And you're like, you just never, I mean, I guess, I guess when somebody gets on the news and there's a shooting in the neighborhood and they go, I would have never imagined in this neighborhood. And even though maybe it's the worst neighborhood ever, but there is everybody who's just legitimately shocked. I could never believe it would be happening. Because well, it really is rare. I mean, when you think about it, yeah. it feels like there are a lot of shootings, but when you actually do number of shootings versus total population, yeah. Basically, no one does it. Miller. So whenever it happens, you're like, "Holy cow!" Hey, you know what? This is this is our version of playing the Academy Awards music because I gotta, right. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hightail it out of here. I'm broadcasting from in front of the uh, 
front of Vivint Smart Home Arena tonight here, buddy. Oh, are you? Yeah, Jazz Game Oh, that's two. far. Yeah. 14 paces outside the building, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we'll wrap it up here with a little Zen headline. This one thanks to Ryan. By the way, um, I happened to check Twitter as we were talking, and he was he was complaining about he wanted a new episode, and so I told him, I said, hey, as we speak, this is a coincidence. We're actually recording right now. Yeah. He's on our case all the time. He's like our uh, accountabilities are. Uh, all right, when Rene Compion found himself lost during a hiking trip in the San Gabriel Mountains, Compien. California, mm-hmm. he took a picture of his feet. <laughs> the photo showed his boots dangling over rocks near Mount Waterman, which is 50 miles northeast of Los Angeles. <laughs> he sent the like. image to a friend, said he was lost. Not only that, but his cell phone was losing battery. What could have been a tragic and deadly situation, however, had a happy ending. A stranger on the Internet, so this was outsourced to the Internet, was able, was able to identify the lost hiker's exact location based on that photo, and search and rescue teams were able to quickly find him safe and unharmed. Can you believe that? So they did, he didn't have his location data turned on, so they couldn't, you know, authorities couldn't track his whereabouts that way via the image. So it was actually the police searching, or the sheriff's department that put it out on social media and said, hey, we're Everybody trying to find this, this guy. Yeah. Can anyone help us based on this photo? And someone looked at that and said, I know exactly where that is. Isn't that uh, cool? Yeah, that happened on social media this week. Dwayne Wade posted a picture of him playing golf. He's like, check out how beautiful the mountains are. I was like... That is the eighth. Or that is the ninth hole on uh, a Riverside Country Club in Provo. Because I could tell exactly from the, and I even saw somebody underneath goes, I I recognize Squaw Peak anywhere. Like, and I was like, yes. Well, plus yeah. I've played that course a bunch, but I'm just saying, I saw it and I went, I know where he is. I can find him if he gets lost. If he gets murdered, <laughs> if he gets murdered on that hole, I know where it is. <laughs> I know where it is. Plus he had nine, he, had, he did have nine people around him. So that's but awesome. Dwayne Wade, though, t- Dwayne Wade though, you tell me you want a reward. Yeah. I knew where you were. I'm looking out for you. Send me part ownership of the Jazz in mm-hmm. the mail. All it's right. only fair. For Ethan Miller to Alex Keery, let's, uh, yeah, hey, well, let's keep doing this, buddy. We'll put this one in the can today, and we'll uh, make sure it gets up, and we'll get going. And you can always download the podcast wherever podcasts are found near you. It's free on the KSL News Radio app. Until next time, we'll see you then, everybody. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.